what's good today i wanted to do a breakdown of the tracks that i got from people so they were just in excess of about a hundred tracks um i i didn't really count but i saw how many messages came in you know drips and drabs came to just about a hundred actually might have been just a bit more than that but what i did is i just wanted to touch on some of the points that i think i can then safely say are majority of people's mixed issues look there's a lot more and obviously don't have as much time and i mean i don't have a visual representation so what i want to do is pretty much how i was doing it with the feedback i was giving people i want to go into some of the key points um, that people can do even if you aren't really an engineer this isn't for engineers this is for anybody who is doing their own music or maybe it's just you and your boys or your girls and you just want to work on your vocals and you want them to just sound a little bit better than they do now you in the safe in the in the comfort of your own home can make a song that's ready for radio so yeah let, let's let me get into the list that i have here in front of me so the first thing that i think a lot of people worried about was overall loudness um, i've gotten a lot of songs onto radio onto tv they've been used for music videos for all kinds of adverts all over the place and i say that not to brag but what i'm trying to say is i know how loud songs need to be for certain um, mediums back when i first started out mixing and mastering people would come through and say dude i need it loud as loud as it can get now i can categorically say that they are wrong that i've had songs of varying varying um volumes and there's nothing like a song i've never ever ever a song has never been rejected because it's too soft let me say that a song is never i've never had a song rejected because it was too soft that's never the reason right um so the other thing about being loud is sure you might feel the song sounds better if it's loud but music is like putting water into a cup if i can make an analogy of it music is like putting water into a cup you can only put so much volume into that cup and then it starts to overflow when that overflow happens obviously now you can't drink from the cup anymore it's a mess you know it, it doesn't sound it doesn't look good right it's the same with music as well when you turn the volume up too much you've got too much water in the cup and then eventually what starts to happen is that it starts to sound like a mess your dynamic range disappears you can no longer hear the kick you get the pumping effect you get all sorts of really bad effects purely because you just wanted the track to be very very loud right um i always tell people and i'm going to get into metering just now i always tell people that have a track that is well known and mixed well take it place it in your project check its volume and then try and match whenever you work try and match your um, your track to that volume right i'll talk about metering in a second okay so the second point is um instrument balance right so this is something that i think it's it's a bit difficult it's going to be very difficult obviously if you don't have the um what's this thing called uh, the separates the separates of the beat it's very difficult this is why people ask for the separates of the beat and this is why you pay extra when you want to lease a beat and get its separates or when you want to buy a beat and get its 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 separates personally i never send out my project files that's the thing that i do to protect myself some people feel otherwise but for the most part, I only ever send through wave files of each track. And the reason that I do that is because if someone needs the separates, what they want to do is they want to introduce these vocals that have now been recorded over your beat. And then from that point, they want to be able to balance everything out. So you might find that you've got a piano, um, a guitar, and I don't know, strings. 
and it sounds good when the beat is just alone as the beat but the moment you introduce the vocals the vocals now need to take up space in the spectrum remember the glass i was talking about there's only so much space there so you need to start playing with the levels now the piano might be too loud and you might need to bring the volume of the piano down or the guitar might be interfering with the piano which is also then interfering with the vocals so you need to then work on the eq right so these are all things that you'd need the separates for and if you do have the separates then you can do instrument balancing and then you have to do instrument balancing again once the in, once the vocals have been introduced before you do the master everything remember we're looking for balance here the next point is the relationship between the kick and the 808 there are a lot of songs that came through where the kick and the 808 were just not gelling together well um, for a multitude of reasons i won't get into all of them here but the easiest thing that you can do to get them to fit is isolate them when you're busy working on them isolate them listen to them together if the kick comes in and it, it almost sounds like it's distorting or it doesn't sound good there's a problem you know the, you'll hear it quite quickly depending on your monitoring system on what you're listening to but when you hear that try and find a way to side chain the kick to the 808 or the kick to the bass i do it almost all the time and what it does is just clears some room remember we want the balance you want to clear as much room as you can so you can get the best mix that you can all right back to vocals lead vocals there were certain hooks that i heard that sounded great the problem was there was no lead vocal now as listeners we are stupid like treat us as really really simple beings who just want to enjoy your song we just want to de-stress we want to listen to your song so we don't want to be listening to 15 vocals unless it's a choir the effect of a choir that you're going for but even then still there will be a prominent vocal and it's the same with your with you as an artist there has to be a prominent vocal otherwise it doesn't work if you've got one pan to the left one pan to the right you need something that's sitting in the center that people can latch onto and focus on um, otherwise it gets confusing right that's more of a an opinion i'd say and it's more of a preference thing but i find people are able to take on listening to my song better when there is one solid vocal that's been treated well so be careful with the way that you back up in that you'd rather have instead of layering your verse three times and doing it three times so that it sounds thick you'd rather take one of them that's been recorded well and make it sound big and bold next thing is metering which i was speaking about earlier on with loudness at the end of your track right at the end of your master you want to put some kind of a vst that will help you meter you you're going to be guessing every single mix that you do for one of your tracks even if you're working for yourself even if you're recording your own stuff you want to gain some kind of perspective and you want to be able to say every single time i export a track i want it to be between this level and this level that way you know that every single time you export a track it's predictably the same loudness that's what i do my meter sits at the end of my master and it sits between i make sure that the that the song itself the overall song sits between about negative 7.5 and negative 10 in the softest case if my song sits between that with regards to the rms level which is essentially you're just looking at the, the 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 volume of your of your track right um if mine i know that if my volumes sit between those two points uh my track is loud enough at that point i don't need to worry about do i need to make the song louder look my client might come back and say dude i need it to be louder or dude it's too loud please bring the volume down that's a preference thing but for me and for my radio standard for standards for spotify standards for a track that's going to be used in an advert 
the similar the standards are quite similar but they're not 100 percent the same um i mean yeah that that you then need to go and figure out you know each one of these websites your spotify's your itunes all these places they've got on their websites they've got little pdfs or documents or links to places where you know you should um uh, basically how loud you should make your track because remember when your track makes it to wherever it makes it to that medium or that service or that device is always going to do something to your song so if you have a song and it's too loud and there's very little dynamic trust me when it gets to radio radio is going to squash it even more um tv it's going to squash it even more if you've got spotify uh, if your song makes it and you pop it onto Spotify, it's going to start to distort. It, there's all sorts that can happen. So you just want to make sure that your metering is on point. Referencing. This is the easiest way to make sure that your mix sounds decent. Or that you, you know, sometimes your vocals just might be a bit too soft in the mix and you might not know what to do about it. Just listen to a reference. So what I did, um, I still have Compton in the car. I'm sitting in the car at the moment and I have Compton here on my USB and every single time I want to compare a track that I've done, I bump a couple of tracks from Compton, I play my song, I bump a, I bump a couple more tracks from Compton. Um, it was, it's basically, I just trust Compton because it's the latest work that Dr. Dre um, worked on. And I just trust the guy's ear. Everybody trusts that guy's ear. So I reference my stuff based on his stuff and I know my vocals need to get louder or they need to get softer or the kick is just not kicking, it's not hitting hard enough or the snare is just not in my face enough. Right. Next thing, well, the last point. It's a bit of a saying, something that I live by, and I think a lot of people end up living by as well because they see the effect of it. And that is that at its base point, a good recording is way better than um, a good mix. And a good mix is way better than trying to get a good master. Right. So you want to try and make sure that you clean up your recording. If your recording sounds bad, trying to mix a bad recording is not going to work. It's like trying to take um, two-minute noodles and pass it off as like a full-on, um, you know, top-brand spaghetti. You can't do it. It's impossible. One is one and the one is the other. It's like having Chappies and Stimroll or Orbit. They're in two very, very different classes, two very different leagues, and... You just need to present it in that way. So you need to record your things properly. If you're not getting a decent recording, your vocals don't sound good, get a different mic. If that's not helping, use a different environment. Work in a corner of the room as opposed to out in the open. You know, you might want it to sound, to look cool, but does it sound good? I would much rather, I remember uh, telling a colleague of mine to go record inside the cupboard. No one needs to know that you recorded that song inside the cupboard, but the cupboard will give you better acoustics than your dining hall, uh, than your dining room. So yeah, just work on that. And then from there, you can get into the mix problems. And then after that, you can then finish off or polish off in the master. The master is just meant to be for that. You shouldn't be doing too much in the master. Otherwise, you might as well go back to the mix.